0: The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify.
1: Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20pureleaf. That's 20
2: Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hey everyone, this is Isaac Lee, producer of this podcast. Obviously, we're back from break. And you know we're back because I am already leaving an audio disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. So in the first few minutes of this episode, Dave refers to a very loud cricket that was in his garage where he recorded this. And while it was actually very loud over Zoom, as it turns out, noise reduction and EQ matching technology in the year 2021 is so good that I was actually able to scrub the cricket noise from his audio entirely. So just use your imagination and imagine that there's a very loud cricket chirping throughout this entire episode. Um, Anyway, we're back. Thank you for waiting. And here's the show.
1: Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. It has been a while, folks. We uh, have been on hiatus, a.k.a. summer school. Chris had to take some remedial driving lessons and driving lessons. Take some. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, Dave had to repeat Home ec, guys. Dave had to repeat Home Ec, believe it or not.
1: Yep, yep. Sewing got me once again. <laughs> Sewing. Truth
0: be told I did
1: I loved Home Ec. Is that even a class today we didn't have in that 2021?
2: Shit.
0: No. No. I don't think no?
1: so. Oh man, I love that. It was like legitimately one of my favorite classes, that and shop class. Who gives a shit about Shakespeare when I can make cupcakes (laughs) and use a sewing machine and a bandsaw all between six and seven period. Um, But we're back. And we last did a Ask Dave After Dark. And that was um, borderline David Lynch, Blue Velvet, Insanity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think we're on the other side of the border, dude. Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: And uh, we're back. We're back to 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 finish off the <laughs> the, the
0: where we last started. We're to finish to, off the audience. <laughs> if there's anybody yeah. left, we're here to finish you off. Yeah. get out of yeah. here. <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're swimming
1: up the river, and things are going to get a little crazy once again. Hey, Dave, what
0: are you uh what are you chewing on there, buddy?
1: I have just consumed a <laughs> sleep THC cloudberry flavored gummy on top of some indica mints it's been a hell of a day once again as my son sleep progresses into oblivion and <laughs> we have just moved and the house we're in is a little bit um you can hear everything so i can't record so i'm currently set up in the garage mm. and it sounds like i'm camping it's because there's a
2: a really angry cricket oh, no. outside <laughs> This is my worst nightmare.
1: So just pretend if you're listening to my audio that I'm Ask Dave After Dark with a flashlight. <laughs> outdoors. It's sound design. After dark. It's texture. Outdoors, yes. It's like one of those calm, the calm meditation app. You were meditating, breathe through your nose, hold for two, let go. And it's like one of those uh, I'm Outdoors uh, crickets. Chiming in type of things. This is this is what we do here now at the <laughs> Dave Chang Show. Added audio calming app.
0: I can't believe you just branded this Ask Dave After Dark Outdoors. Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get more niche than that.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys, we have a lot of things in the works uh, for the upcoming podcast. Believe it or not, we are getting organized and we are getting, it may not seem like it, but we have put quite a bit of work in, into shaping and producing uh, what will be a two times a week podcast. Um, we'll do a MOIF and uh, the latter half pod per week will be a potpourri of something, something. But um, today though, before we get into any of those things, this is a nasty after dark outdoors. <laughs>
0: Our first question is a follow up. It's not even a question so much. I have to say, it's a follow up to our last Ask Dave After Dark segment, in which Dave uh, Dave couldn't understand the Seattle dog, could not wrap his head around the existence of this Seattle dog, uh, which to remind everybody uh, is. And, a- and
1: let me just tell you that um, my wife is from Seattle, and she was not very happy. With my disparaging remarks, because <laughs> well, here's <neither>. the thing, <laughs> I didn't apologize to her. So d- if I wasn't apologizing <laughs> to my wife from Seattle, you think I'm gonna apologize to anybody from fucking Seattle?
0: <laughs> Please. Uh, well, Andrew Beckerer, Beckerer, Beckerer. I'm gonna start us off with this email from uh, Andrew Beckerer in re- in reference to the Seattle Dogs. Fuck you, you ungrateful fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why is a Sonoran-style hot dog wrapped in bacon? Who the fuck knows? Why did a hot dog style incongruously named after Seattle inspire a sushi roll? Who the fuck knows? Answer the question on its merits, you rap bastards. So, uh, Andrew is not happy, Dave, that we made fun of the Seattle dog.
1: Well, get in line. Get in line behind my wife, who <laughs> was not fucking happy about me accurately and truthfully depicting the stupidity of naming... What should be called the Philadelphia dog, not the Seattle dog.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And to remind anybody or to to enlighten anybody who didn't listen to our last episode, which we know now has at least three people, the Seattle dog is a hot dog with grilled onions and Philadelphia cream cheese.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good luck Uh, with that. Um, I hope that's going to be sold at the new uh, NHL Kraken Stadium. <laughs> um, again, when I think about Kraken, a sea monster definitely conjures Seattle.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: For sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, David Reyes writes to ask Dave at majordomomedia.com. I've been listening over the past year or so, and I have to say I didn't really have an opinion on whether you guys are too hard on Isaac, but... When he said he wasn't a huge fan of bond me's, I decided you guys have been taking it too easy on him. Mm. That's the main point of this email. But since I'm sending one anyway, here are a few more things. Um, He said some other stuff. It got cut out of here. Finally, a question. As someone from the DMV now living in California, you might have a unique perspective on Salvadoran cuisine. I believe he's talking to you, Dave having lived in the two of the largest diaspora communities in the States. So thoughts on pupusas and what's your preferred kind? (laughs) I clicked away from the, I'm sorry. I clicked (laughs) away from the screen to read that email. And I came back to the zoom and Dave is now in the dark, (laughs)
2: literally
0: in the dark. (laughs) dark. This This is is amazing. He looks like he's piloting a submarine that has to go quiet. Because an enemy is nearby, he has shut off all his lights.
1: Or I look like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, No, I, uh, I'm in the dark because the garage light is turned off. Because there's no uh, motion. (laughs) This is amazing. I'm,
0: I'm legitimately in the dark. Outdoors. So this used to be Ask Dave after dark. Now it's Ask Dave in the dark. In the dark. (laughs) Ask Dave in the dark. In the dark.
1: (laughs) Ask Dave Uh,
2: in the garage. (laughs) From the darkness. Papusas. Papusas.
1: Well, I just, I just again appreciate somebody understanding that. The love we show Isaac is real love, and it's not our fault if this guy that produces and we work with hates food
2: and hates. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Things that are really this is good.
2: Slander. This I is mean, libelous.
1: Every time, hey Isaac, you like this? Not really. You know, it's like okay. Isaac is the only person I know that hates the smell of a new car. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't like the smell of a new car. That is true. Yeah. It gives me headaches. Yeah i like, God, yeah. yeah, dude, um, <laughs> We use basically, this analogy.
1: anything. I just made that up. Because I know it's true. Take anything that most people like, and Isaac's a high probability that he will dislike it.
2: Like, I'm a Clippers <laughs> fan from Los Angeles. I mean, this kind of contrarian is embedded in my system. However, I have very clear standards for what I like and what I don't like. It's not like I, I dislike everything you guys like or anything.
1: Well, here's the deal. When you eat pupusas, you have to eat till you're unhappy. Because you can't just eat one pupusa. Yeah. You can't. And one is a very filling endeavor. It will fill you up, but you have to eat three. You have to, you have mm-hmm. to go for three. You have to. You have to get a plain cheese. You got to get one that's, what's it called? One of stuffed with zucchini blossoms.
2: Ooh. What is that called? Uh, oh, that one
1: is so good
2: it'll be embarrassing if all three of us can't think of this. Um, I think it's Cortito, right? Cortito, curtido? yeah. Cortito. Cortito, yeah. It's Cortito. Yeah.
1: Um, Cortito is very similar to kimchi
2: to me. Uh, it's spicy. It's it's delicious. It's a spicy cabbage slaw. That's basically what kimchi is.
1: But there are a lot of El Salvadorians in the District of Columbia area. Um, a lot. And there are some fantastic El Salvadorian restaurants that I would grow up eating at. So um, I think it's a re- really a mid-Atlantic uh, immigrant population. I don't know, if, uh, outside of Los Angeles where you see a lot of pupusas, but I don't know if they're actually from El Salvador. Because um, pupusas can come from, an, an, uh, I think, another country. I'm not sure. I am not an El Salvadorian expert in Los Angeles, but I know that I um, would go to a lot of places in the DMV.
2: They eat pupusas in... Honduras. Honduras. Yeah. Honduras. That's yeah. right.
1: I just think it, it, it's lovely food. And I've done my, I've tried to, to eat as many pupusas as possible. But in, in general, yeah.
0: You love a pupusa, man. You've been eating pupusas. In San Francisco, you refuse to eat anything but pupusas, Ben. That's your I'm a, I'm
1: a, It's very filling. It's very cheesy. And I don't know. It's like sort of one of those perfect
0: foods. You know what's real about that third uncomfortable pupusa. It's not like (laughs) I fully sympathize with you because it's not like when you go to in and out and you eat a double double and you're like, well, I probably shouldn't eat a whole second double double, but I definitely need more than I ate. So you start eating the second hamburger. And then by the end, you're like, I'm too full with the pupusa. You eat one and you eat a second one. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, I definitely am not hungry. And I Definitely don't want to eat anymore. No. But I'm going to eat a third one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of eating to a discomfort. You know,
1: you know, you know what's really a, a great in and out move to make it seem like you're um, eating responsibly? Protein. Is when you get a double double and then your second burger is protein Yeah, style. yeah, that's my move. Oh, that's my man. exact move.
0: That's yeah. my exact move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, I just, you know, I'm, it's low carb, <laughs> you know? A protein one. I
1: know. Yeah. Uh, Big boy, Asian club, unite. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's my move. Although I've just, I've switched from the, because that was exactly my order was a double double chopped chilies and a protein style cheeseburger. And I've switched it now to just two cheeseburgers, which I feel is worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The double double fat body. Yeah, uh, yeah. Double double fat boy. That's a new order. Double so double, double fat boy. Fat boy. <laughs> hey, can I get a double double, but split it into two burgers with uh, bread and filling for both? <laughs> 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 it's like when you go to a restaurant, they split your salad. You're like, oh, let me get a double double, but I'm just sharing it. Can you just split it into two hamburgers for me? Uh, all right. Did we answer papusas? They're they're amazing. And Dave gave what were your three favorites? The Florida Calabasa. The cheese mm-hmm. and the obligatory kind of meat. meat one yeah
1: and chicharron one is is good Oof, too the um and i feel like i've eaten a lot of yucca yucca
0: mm-hmm. yucca 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 uh the chicharron is amazing i love the sort of like our friend priya krishna calls it the crispy gansagi oh, love, love crispy gansagi
1: well you know what isaac and priya are very similar <laughs> Priya clearly doesn't listen to our pod, this podcast. Priya only listens to her own podcast on Recipe Club that she's on. She doesn't not. even listen to the other episodes yeah, of her Rachel fellow Kong, Recipe Club
0: wedgies.
2: Yeah. Ryan right? Ford. But, I mean,
1: I feel like Priya and Isaac might be long lost best
2: friends. We might be.
1: Because they hate everything.
2: No, equally. come on. Come on. I have very clear likes and dislikes. I would
1: like this chicken dish if it didn't taste like chicken. That's a quote
2: yeah you know
1: this salmon dish would be great if it wasn't salmon because i don't like salmon anything else would be better than this dish but i don't know i can't really judge this because i just don't like salmon and that's basically what isaac says when he doesn't like bon meat. it's like you know this would be great if there was a uh, mozzarella provolone no, that's and, not uh, what i said that there. is
2: not what i said absolutely and if you not
1: place you know the thai basil with italian basil this is a lot better
2: oh my god i said i hate (laughs) cucumbers i absolutely hate cucumbers i hate everything that contains cucumbers i don't like pickles i don't like like pickles like i don't like pickles what
1: isaac this is an intervention
2: (laughs) (laughs) my dude the the world cannot
1: tolerate i mean it's okay isaac it's okay (laughs) It's not your fault.
2: Oh, God. It's not oh, your God. fault. It's not your fault. Oh, no. I'm going
0: to start, start crying. I'm crying. It's not your fault. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it kind of is, though. It is his fault. <laughs> it is your fault, Isaac. It is your fault. I just
2: really hate the taste of cucumbers.
1: Do you also hate a perfectly ripe mango? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I love yes, a mango. You do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I love yes, a perfectly do. ripe now mango. Now you're lying. It's now one of my lying. favorite things to eat in the whole world.
1: You must hate green papaya salad. You hate green papaya salad.
2: I don't love it. <laughs>
1: <You> see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
0: My favorite part about this is like, Isaac is just still being honest. I'm being <laughs> honest. I'm not going to lie. You he could get out of this. I'm not going to lie on like, the I, record. I, know I like that. <laughs> Why would I lie on the record? I don't know, man. Just so.
1: Isaac, (laughs) Isaac, this is, I'm going to give everybody the best analogy that I can provide right now. How I feel about Isaac's food preferences. Isaac is the person that says the best chicken is a fried chicken, but they don't like the fried chicken skin. They only like the meat when it's been deep fried. That's, no. They peel off the chicken. They peel (laughs) off the fried chicken skin and they just eat the meat. But they're like, I don't like it rotisserie or I don't like it baked. (laughs) I don't like it steamed. I'm not a monster. It has to be deep fried. I have taste buds. It has to be deep fried, but I don't like the skin of the fried chicken. (laughs) <laughs> and it's this ridiculous logic is if what you just no, no, no. You heard is like, what no, the no, fuck no. did you just say? I was like, yeah, I know. That's what it sounds like. Every time I'm not a psychopath, says something like,
2: why are you um, painting me as this psychopath? I'm not a psychopath. I'm not a monster.
0: MajordomoMedia.com. Idea slash question. When my daughter was born three years ago, I, as all parents, found myself coming up with new standard operating procedures around the house. One habit I formed was pre-sorting silverware as it goes into the dishwasher so I can simply grab them by clusters and toss them in the drawer when done. It's been life-changing. I am the GM of a small restaurant and am hell-bent on figuring out how to incorporate this into steps of service. Maybe two third pans at dish for pre-soak. Do you guys pre-sort, guys? Mister Anderson. <laughs> Mister Anderson.
1: No, I I don't. I pre-soak at work. You know, you you do that at the dish pit, but at home, I am. Um, how should I say? I leave crime scenes everywhere, and <laughs> Grace looks at me like I. Ha- I'm gonna do something wrong every time. I hold anything in the kitchen. So, it's because I leave a mess everywhere and I can't do anything proper. So, that's just what I do. I I, I can't clean up at home. I just can't do it well enough. So, uh, sorting, pre-sorting, that's just like, that's, <laughs> come on, man. I, I have legitimately devolved from any kind of professional cooking, I don't even know what that life was like anymore. I almost cut my fingernail off today because oh, no. I did what home cooks do. I, I was like, oh, you know, like, what if I try it this way? Like, what was I thinking? You know? Um, and um yeah, I, I feel like my food is just uh, terrible. I have zero confidence to be able to like come up with anything good anymore this because I like, just make home cooked food. yeah This is so like, who gives a shit about like pre-sorting. I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. I'm not
0: there yet. <laughs> You've gone fully you know it was just like when we started this podcast in quarantine eight hundred and fifty million years ago, you were just at the sort of beginning discovery stage of your home cooking and you were like I'm a professional cook that can cook at home. This is amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out all this new stuff, and it was kind of like watching Requiem for a Dream, and now we're coming out the other end where yeah. you've just lost Requiem yourself. You've lost floor. yourself I, I, in the I'm, home I'm, kitchen, dude. I'm,
1: I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna give you one better example. I think many chefs go wrong in terms of uh, becoming a chef. We should never have cooked for humans. We should have just cooked for dogs. We oh. should have made pet food. <laughs> okay, because no no, if I just made great pet food. Even if it was not great, no dog's going to be like, oh, I didn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like shit.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what insane. I mean? Like, <laughs>
1: This is insane. They're not going to go on Yelp and be like, it was over seasoned and it was <laughs> out of season and the chef promised me the special and it didn't. No, no, no. They're just going to eat it. There wasn't
2: enough acid in my dish. Yeah. Well, they yeah. don't use Yelp. They use, the, they use bark. Yeah. Bark. <laughs> <My> bar- bark. <laughs> that is true.
1: My dog's just going to eat it and I've seen other dogs. You know what? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I feel like all along I've made a mistake I should have just made pet food and mm. um, maybe it's not too late
2: maybe it's and not maybe too late.
1: all of my critics and all my culinary school teachers were right I, I should have just made food for pets that would have been the, <laughs> the smarter move oh man and I go on this off tangent to basically explain that's sort of how I feel like making food for my family right now I make it with love but you know the margin of error is so much bigger like today I made mashed potatoes in a Thermomix and then I put it to any day and I was like, why am I making a Thermomix? What what am I doing? And in my process of asking myself, why did I go the extra step to make mashed potatoes? I tasted it and I'm like, this is under season, but I'm not going to make it better.
2: <laughs> I just, you I left up. it like
1: in between like 50% <laughs> seasons. You know what I mean? Like I just was like, This could use another half a stick of butter. It could use an infusion of cream with thyme and rosemary, maybe some garlic confit in it. I should mount this properly with butter. Like there's so many ways I could have made if I, for whatever reason, decided I'm going to make mashed potatoes and I'm going to make it like right. But the only thing that happened in my head was right, was like thinking that I was going to make potatoes the right way, but I did nothing proper. I didn't get cold butter. I didn't infuse my cream and milk. I didn't fucking use a food. I did nothing right. And on top of it all, I barely seasoned it properly. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't fucking care at all. Because guess what? It was just good enough. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I'm not going to strain to make this perfectly salted and perfectly perfect. I'm just not. It's hot. It's got a really nice consistency. And it tastes good not awesome i could have easily have taken it to awesome if i decided to spend 10 more minutes
0: is the reason why you didn't take it to awesome because you didn't feel like the reward was there like it wouldn't make a difference
1: no because um i made so many fucking meals you just can't bring yourself i can't it anymore. i can't fucking do it anymore i I'm, I'm i'm at my breaking not a breaking point i just like I'm, i love to do it i make breakfast lunch and dinner each time i make a different meal for my son and and grace has her own cravings now because we got baby two coming up i love it i do love it but i and i don't try to sound like i i'm complaining i actually enjoy if i can articulate this properly i enjoy making sloppy mess i enjoy Mm -hmm. being imperfect i enjoy not giving a shit that it's exact that i'm sort of simultaneously like destroying this um you know we haven't used the word platonic yet (gasps) we are this platonic (laughs) idea of what like a professional chef needs to be it's like i don't give a shit and it's me just creating extremely sloppily and I know that it's good. It's not great. It's not even me saying I'm hitting the, just hitting the target, not the bullseye. I just, I'm okay with it. I, I'm so okay with it now where I'm like, I don't even know what a paying customer would think about. It. You know what I mean? Like hmm. it's different. Cooking for your family is so different than a paying customer that I don't even know how to think about that. So the prospect of pre-sorting things and bringing restaurant stuff to my home, like the mentality of how you break things down and prep things out is so distant from me that I'm effectively and 100% a domesticated home cook right now. (laughs)
0: Um, It's so interesting for me to hear you say that you love it. Cause I, I think I love it. I had a full on fucking meltdown today at dinner. Ooh, Just like a full on fucking tantrum. Do tell. I made I made tostadas. I like fried tortillas. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Ruby's going to have a great time. The kids are going to love this because they're going to be like, oh, I want a little bit more cheese. I want meat. I want whatever. I'm going to pile it up on these fried tortillas, and they're going to be so happy. And um, Ruby walked into the kitchen, and she goes, all I want is anything else. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, Chris! All I want is anything else, and uh, I uh, I had a horrible night tonight. I, it was a horrible time. I I was like, okay, fine. Here's your plate.
1: Well, let's be honest. If I saw those tostadas, I'd feel the same way. Yes. So,
2: Dave, first of all, you weren't true, speaking really into the mic, so that I don't no.
1: Think uh, let me repeat that. myself. If I was Ruby, if I saw your tostadas, I'd probably feel the same way.
2: That's, That's probably God. true.
0: It's probably true. Dave, come on. Well,
1: I got you one better. I made those mashed potatoes, and I also made a meatloaf. My family is a huge meatloaf fan, and I will give a meatloaf recipe by the end of this episode. Mark my word, I will do it. But <laughs> I gave him his mashed potatoes, and I always serve it before he eats like 10 minutes so it cools down. And I chopped up a lot of the the, the meatloaf, and you know what he did? And he goes, sauce. I was like, no, there's no sauce. And then ketchup. Mm-hmm. Ketchup. Oh, and I no. gave him the bottle of ketchup and he just put it right in the middle of the mashed <sighs> potatoes and oh, he swirled no. it together like it was ice cream. Oh, and
2: I said, I don't give a fuck. Just eat it. And <laughs> he,
1: <did>. See, <laughs> I don't Dave, care
2: anymore. You're raising a yeah. ketchup eating child?
1: Everything that I thought about I don't give a shit about it. (laughs) And I know every parent says the same thing, guys. Uh, Uh, Not every parent, but I know a lot of my friends like, oh, they're only going to eat this and this. I have like, I don't care anymore. Just put calories in you. I don't give a shit.
2: (laughs) It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Uh,
0: Let's get that. Let's talk about this meatloaf. How was this Mm. meatloaf and how was this made? So this
1: meatloaf recipe, I like to use 85% lean to 15% fat ground beef, usually two pounds. You don't have to make a mirepoix, but I think it's pretty good when I do like a mince of onions and uh, garlic and uh, carrots and I sweat them out. If you have celery, you can put that in there. But at the very minimum, I like putting onions in there. I put a little breadcrumbs in there. But one egg, whole egg per pound of beef, I put a lot of momofuku savory salts. I put um, Worcestershire sauce. I put agave. I put more black agave. pepper, and I put um, a healthy dose of ketchup in there. And um, that's pretty much it. If you have parsley, you say you, whatever,
0: put a, you say you put a little bit of breadcrumbs. That's interesting to me. Just a little yeah. bit of breadcrumb. You don't like what is your what is your ratio? You I think? don't know. I
1: don't know. What I like whatever I fucking have in there, and I pour it out, and that seems like a little. <laughs> You know, well, it's not a, a lot. It, I don't, it, it's not a, a
0: lot. lot. You know, it's it's a I it's put like a lot a, of this. breadcrumbs. I'm just saying I put a lot of breadcrumbs.
1: It's like this. It's like a, you take off the fucking peel, peel the plastic off the top, you you
2: All know right.
1: like the Pringles can and you go, you know, it's like a couple shakes. Okay,
0: but a couple shakes out of the out of the it's Pringles can of breadcrumbs is a lot, my friend. No,
1: listen, I'm not saying a sprinkle. I'm saying it's a fucking little. It's like a well, it's you a, know f- no.
0: It's is it bigger a, or smaller a than a handful? A
1: handful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know It's an exact handful.
1: Yeah. All right. You know it's a fucking handful.
0: Well, I would have said More a fair a fair fucking amount of breadcrumbs, then. Not a little. I don't want to misguide anybody here. They this listen isn't to those. Gulliver's fucking travels, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> you added a rhobtic nagging amount of yeah. fucks. I'm just saying, it's a
1: little. It's a little for me. It could be a lot for you. It's a relative world. Just deal with it. I put a little fucking breadcrumbs in there. <laughs> All right. All right. And, and I okay, mix so, it. I-, I mix it up with my fucking hands. Mm. And then I take an any day. It's the small any day dish, and I microwave. A round golf ball size. Do you want to know what a golf ball size is? Should I fucking make no? Because that's a standard.
0: You You didn't say like uh, (laughs) a small ball size. I love this. I love this golf ball. I love this argument. The lights went out again. This is the The golf ball is a fucking standard unit of measurement. Ask Dave after dark. It's after it's dark. At, okay, Dave is in the dark. There we go. Just like our listeners are I on this recipe. In the dark. So you make golf balls of, of the meat? I know,
1: fucking jackass. I take a little, I take a little of the fucking mixture that's been well mixed. Oh. And then I, like I microwave it to taste the seasoning. I like this And move. if it's under seasoned. I wash my fucking hands, and then I do <laughs> a, a big dash of Worcestershire <laughs> sauce. If it's under-season,
0: <laughs> you go, man, tamam, whatever.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's sort of, I'll be honest. It, it happened today again. Like I'm like, uh, the reason why it was a little underseasoned, I'll tell you why. Every time at home, I'm mixing this. I'm mixing it with my hands. I know that I'm probably not nailing the salt, right? So I take a little bit of the mixture and I microwave it and then I taste it. And then I have to reseason it. And then because it's raw, you're not gonna taste it again. So it's like, oh fuck. Like I hope I nail it, this go around. So I don't have to wash my fucking hands. You know? You ain't,
0: you ain't gonna season more than twice if it ain't if no, it's not well, right to You're not you're seasoned done. more
1: than twice. So you're like, oh fuck. You know, like if I had a guest coming or like Friend or someone in the press, I'm seeing that motherfucker tell it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Don't fucking matter. It's gonna be fucking perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? my family. Assault, and because I love time. them, because I love them, I'm like, eh. I'm not gonna get in there again the third go round and check. It's like it's good enough and that's the salt level that I'm gonna go with. And that's what I went with. It could clearly have been more, could have added more sweetness, could have added more Worcestershire sauce, could have had more ketchup, could have added all of those things. Did I add too much fucking sauteed veg? 100%. Could have added a little bit more breadcrumbs? Sure. Yeah. But not to appease Chris. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things I could have made. I think today's meatloaf I made was a six, five and a half at best, you know?
0: Um, Out of a hundred.
1: Out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) So I just was like, I was just like, you know, because I didn't want to wash my hands again, because of out of my laziness and knowing that my family would eat it regardless, I was like, Hey, it's good enough.
0: I I hate to harp on this. And I, I know our listeners are waiting to hear how the rest of this meatloaf recipe goes. But when you say you, cook a little bit and taste it. Now, I have to ask, a golf ball's worth of meat for a taster just seems a little generous to you.
1: I don't know what the fuck, golf ball, pinball? Who gives a shit? Some kind of ball size. A Stopper, jawbreaker. Who gives a shit?
0: <laughs> just A fucking little bit. If you're giving yourself a whole motherfucking meatball to taste for seasoning, that's a little bit just treating yourself. A meatball yourself. is a big... That's big, just it, treating it, yourself.
1: Listen, a Swedish meatball is pretty small. And then
0: yeah, it's like a golf ball size. But you made yourself a little lion's head.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I made mine a little fucking nug. A little nug. A little a nug. nug, nug. Tasted it. Yeah. A little right, nug. It's
0: well, not a golf ball. See, this is why we have standards. Yeah. So uh, I fucking right.
1: tasted it. And, and, and then... So I put it in the oven... At uh, This is where I went went wrong. I thought um, I would put it in the oven at uh, like 275 and let it slow cook so I could just like (laughs) (laughs) like really do like low temp cooking on it. So then by the time it's five o'clock when we eat dinner, I could just like drink it up and it'd be good. Well, that doesn't work so well, especially in a new oven. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still learning how to use it. It is is a very different oven because it's powerful. And... um, I clearly didn't set it right, and I did not know the 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 the, the function. Uh, long story short, I hammered it, but there's so <laughs> much there's so much fat in it that it was still moist, and it was fine. It was again five and a half or six, and uh, it's a really good recipe. The thing that you need to do, this is the this is the big fucking trick, okay? However you want to make it with a little or a lot of fucking breadcrumbs. Fuck you, Chris Yang.
0: <laughs> Say that fat would have been absorbed by breadcrumbs.
1: This is the big fucking trick, okay? This is the big trick. However you get there, right? You get the meatloaf pan. You want to put it in the meatloaf pan, right? Some kind of loaf <laughs> pan, right? And you yes. want to cook that at 275, 300. So it is it sets right and you want to pack that motherfucker in like no air pockets no breaks it's got to be like a gold brick of meatloaf you know just dense yeah squish that thing you cook that fucking thing but you also if you're going to set it to the minute if you're going to like make it like it's a pate and you're going to take it to the meniscus with with a with a meatloaf farce you got to cook it on something because all the fat and drippings are going to come out of the the thing so Uh, Whatever dish you're serving it, cooking it in, you should put it on a sheet tray or a hotel pan so you can actually, like, not start a fire. And another tip in doing that is if you're going to cook it in a pan, put some water in it so it's easier to clean. I'm just full of tips today. (laughs) Does that make any sense? So you're cooking the meatloaf vessel, and if it overfills, it's spilling into a water bath. So if you cook it properly and then you cook it ahead of time, so which is what I was trying to do is cook it ahead of time to get it set. And once it cools down, then you put a plate or something and you flip it over and then you cook it on a cookie tray, sheet Mm -hmm. tray with some parchment paper or aluminum foil. So you're now just going to glaze your meatloaf and then broil it. I didn't know how to do the broil, broil function today either, but this is the key tip I think to a meatloaf glaze. All the fat, that was rendered out in your meatloaf pan save it and you mix in a little agave a little agave is it, is that enough for you fucking chris yang a little
0: little i mean i sure would i could use a little more uh Specificity. but i'm not i'm not going to yeah. fucking get into it i guess i guess it could be uh, any between anything between a teaspoon and a pitcher is worth people yeah fine
1: <laughs> a little a little little bit of agave a, a, a lot of ketchup you put a little bit of sriracha or chili crunch or anything a little spice if you want and you mix that all together with the fat, all of the drippings, mm-hmm. and you use that to glaze with mm-hmm. a brush or the back of a spoon your meatloaf. And you put that in a broil setting. It is a marvelous meatloaf.
0: That sounds pretty fucking good. That sounds really yeah. delicious. I like a tiny bit of, what do you think about this? I like a little, a little bit. <laughs> I like a little bit of bulldog sauce with my ketchup, my meatloaf glaze too. Just a little bulldog. Well, that's called fusion. And that's and, I, mean, I like a little, I like a little wasabi in my mashed potatoes. That's called East, east, <laughs> east, oh, east meets East West. <laughs> Confusion. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that meatloaf does sound good. Hey Isaac,
2: do yes. you like meatloaf? I love meatloafs. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. You know what? you know what the best move is. Then how do you eat your meatloaf after it's been served? And by the way, I've been asking my team. I've been asking for some time now. I hope that one chef would make a. A large format meatloaf meal because guess what people would order the shit out of it.
0: Would you serve it with potatoes and bread for sandwiches? You would leftover.
1: You would make sandwiches. You send them home with the bread.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Not Mm. no no. You send them home with pre-made
0: sandwiches. Ooh, like the Shiba Steak Restaurant. Yeah,
1: like Shiba. And I really think a large format meatloaf will fucking crush. So somebody do it. (laughs) somebody do it I'm retired I'm not making that (laughs) shit no more professionally but at home it's a good dish man meatloaf is delicious and um, I think it should be served with mashed potatoes I am also a huge fan of shepherd's pie so today when I served it to my family I didn't give them a fucking choice I put a slice of the meatloaf and then I, I I put a nice Modern dollop, a modern dollop. Uh, you know what I mean? Where it's like a, you let the the swoosh. It's like a it's like an inverted schmear of uh-huh. potato a, on yeah. top. Nike, so you let the Nike pillow, sw- yeah, okay, yeah, on top. Whoop, on every one of their plates on top of the meatloaf. So they had no choice but to take every bite of the meatloaf with mashed potatoes on top. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a ad hoc shepherd's pie.
0: Hugo, if you're listening, the mashed potatoes. Is the sauce?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you was not listening to this. Jeez.
0: The modern, dollop. Holy
2: modern shit. Modern dollop. Oh my god! All right, we got We got to move along here. We got to. We're
0: just starting. Answer some Isaac more questions. Talking about dude, that was that was a meatloaf. That was an answer to a not a question about meatloaf. Uh, if I would do
1: anything for love.
2: <laughs> yeah, meatloaf. <laughs> Oh my god, Dave is singing on this podcast now? Oh man. He's been singing.
1: Oh, um, Meatloaf's character know. in Fight Club is fucking amazing. Oh, <laughs> <my>
0: <laughs> His name, what was his name? His Bob, name was Bob. Bob. His name was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got
0: Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hey, did at some point, did you ask the audience to tell you what their favorite milkshakes are? Because I had a lot of opinions about milkshakes here.
1: Yeah, let's let's hear what 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 is it? Because
0: clearly Isaac hates mil- milkshakes too. <laughs> I love milkshakes. Are you kidding me? Uh, Laura Evans says there is no question in my mind that Chick Fil A has the very best shakes around. The summer seasonal peach. Shake Stop talking! No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: We cannot listen. No, s- no, nope. nope. no. I'm not going to let people listen faith. to this <laughs> that garb- garbage garbage company. Uh, Mia Miranda says, dear Dave, my favorite milkshake is from Potbelly. You get a bonus cookie that is attached to the straw. No, no. Um,
1: I'm sorry. I, I I I hate pot bellies. I, I just <laughs> don't like it. It's not a good sandwich. Uh, it could be good. The bread looks like very inviting on the pot belly. You know okay. what I mean? Like their homemade bread loaf.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks super good. Like it's, super, it's like a little pillow. A little super pillow. Good. It yeah. looks like a cartoon sandwich that you can just like eat in one bite, like five of them mm. or something, and then it's just not. Kirsten M says, I love the podcast and listen every week. I've never written before because I have never had a very strong opinion on a topic, but I heard your latest question about milkshakes and I wanted to weigh in. I live near Nashville, Tennessee, and the two best fast food milkshakes in our area are from Cookout or Sonic. I don't really care for the food from either, though sometimes the jalapeno poppers from Sonic really hit the spot, but they both have really delicious milkshakes. Shout out to Culver's as well, which does frozen custard and has very delicious burgers.
1: Well, there you go. That's a, a great, great email letters that was sent because it asks a question, and answers the question so we don't have to do anything. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> but I got to say the runaway winner, the runaway most mentioned milkshake, I think, is from Five Guys. Huh. Any experience with that? You guys ever fuck with the Five Guys milkshake?
1: I, I also, Five Guys is from the, the District of Columbia area. I'm just going to go out and say it. It's okay. I don't love it. People love it. And I've never even thought about getting a milkshake there because I'm not a five guys person. I'm just not. Yeah, four
0: guys is enough. (laughs)
2: Two guys. Two guys. I can't believe I laughed at that joke. I feel terrible about (laughs) my own sense of humor. I mean, mean, well, 64 milligrams
0: of THC will do that. Uh, John Stuthfeng. Hi, Dave et al. I love being et (laughs) al. I just bought a new... Peppermill. Good for you, John. And it came preloaded with peppercorns. Should I use them or dump them out and replace them with the ones I got from a spice shop recently? Well, John, <laughs> let me tell you what popped in my head
1: just to explain to you. It's a parable. When I buy a frame for a photo. Oh,
0: oh, 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 oh stop, 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 stop. The email wasn't done. Are the peppercorns that come in the mill like the photos already in a new frame? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. That was the story, John.
1: If you like to have people come over to your house and look at a photo in a frame, and you're like, "Oh, who's that?" and you're like, "Well, I don't know. It just came that way." <laughs> then you should use the peppercorns in the pepper mill. That that's amazing. You came with. If if you just that's basically the same thing. I would never do that, but you can. <laughs> 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 I would never do that But you can
0: uh, That's gonna be We have to name a segment After uh. that one
1: I mean It's almost a little bit Like Princess Bride You know It's like The only thing you don't do Is like a land war in Asia When death is on the You don't eat a fucking Pepper mill With peppers Peppers already in it Would you do that Chris Yang?
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You would?
1: <laughs> I mean, just what if they so, were? What if they're pink peppercorns? You'd still use that? No, 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 no no no, 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 no. That's the worst fucking pepper no, mix of all time. When I see a household, I would rather have a house where the pepper is already pre-ground and 25 years old than a pepper mill with <laughs> yeah. green, pink, and white, yellow
0: pepper coming, in, coming it. in a coming in a close second in absolutely horrible vacation home <laughs> uh, come with culinary equipment is the gigantic bottle of olive oil with like olives and fruit and <laughs> peppers and whatever the fuck else is in that thing. What is that? That is so wasteful. Yeah. But uh I use the preloaded peppercorns because I'm I'm cheap. Uh Rhea R H E A. How would you pronounce that? R
2: H E A? Rhea. I think Rhea. Rhea
0: Rhea Williams handwritten letters, thank you notes, and snail mail in general, overrated or underrated. Hmm I would love them if I could understand what
1: the fuck they were writing. <laughs> I, I, I just can't read anyone's handwriting. It's so bad. It's so hard. I'm like, well, that must be a nice comment or <laughs> that, they must mean well, <laughs> they must mean well,
2: <laughs> they must mean well,
1: you know, but like, I can't read. I'm sure the intentions
2: are good.
0: Oh <clears throat> man. I've sent Dave handwritten notes. This, oh no. My handwriting is terrible. This is, this is bad. Um, Handwritten letters and snail mail is always wonderful to receive. What a fucking pain in the ass to send! Holy shit! Yeah, thank you notes in general underrated. I owe a lot of people thank you notes that I should should have sent. Thank you notes are meaningful.
2: Do you send some after your wedding? Your what? what <laughs> when do you send <laughs> thank you notes? Yeah, after your, after, after you receive you gifts. You if anybody gifts. gives you a
0: gift, yeah.
1: Isaac, to people that don't
0: hate everything. Dave, you're not on the
2: microphone. Dave, we can't hear you. You're not on <laughs> mic. <laughs> it's
0: just wandering you're around the garage, like,
2: around your like garage,
0: fucking Hank Hill and King of the Hill. He's just like, oh my God, do you know man, how propane. a microphone works? <laughs> I gotta get these. I gotta get
1: these uh, crickets, guys. <laughs>
0: your thoughts on your thoughts on thank you notes, Dave?
1: <laughs> well. You know, if you're gonna send one, just make sure it's fucking legible. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it, it's really not a thing. I feel very Larry David right now. It's like I don't really think it's a thank you. It's much more of an irritant note. <laughs> if I can't read what the <laughs> this fuck you nice. writing, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like it. A thank you should be a warm hug and like, oh, that's great. But more often than not, I'm like, I can't fucking read this. This is impossible. (laughs) It makes me unhappy.
0: (laughs) I can't read this. It makes me unhappy. Just in case anybody's wondering if you've ever sent Dave a note, what he's thinking when he receives it. You know, if you're like me, you're like, oh, this you know what? I think this is really going to touch him. You know, he's got a gruff exterior. He puts on a tough guy look and and he's going to really appreciate this note. And meanwhile, Dave's reading your note being like, I can't read this. This makes me I hate this. I mean,
1: and oftentimes I think, you know, it's like personally pretty personal. Like, oh, it's just to me. But because I can't read the handwriting, I have to share with everybody. It's like, hey, can, can you read this? You know what it says? Like, it's, it's like not a personal thing anymore. It's a public uh, thing.
0: That's very good. That's, that's very true. When you're like, can you read this? And then someone says, I don't think I was supposed to read this. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: I think we just uncovered the great conspiracy that is thank you notes. So it's not really what you think it may be. A thank you note may be, you know, a friend of me thing. Friend of me move.
0: Before <laughs> them. <laughs> It's like really uh nice looking script, but it's just like you piece of shit. I fucking yeah hate you. It's like I
1: hope you struggle so much that a vein pops in your forehead because you're trying to read this fucking thank you <laughs> note, you motherfucker. And that's what a thank you note actually is. Oh, thank
2: God.
0: Uh, judo Heli, Ju Juto ju- Judo Theli, Judo Theli writes on our iPod. Wrote on my iPod last week. <laughs> Hi, great show and love all the topics. Sorry, I'm posting late on the top five sandwiches in America, but you have skipped over po'boys.
1: No, I, no, I
0: didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait revisionist wait, wait, history. Wait, 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 wait. You mean you didn't? You're you're pretending you didn't, or you don't like it? your po-boy Doesn't crack the top five. Is he frozen or is he dead? Oh, he's there. He is, I, I think, once again, trying to no, chase... No, I'm back. I'm f- back. I'm back. What do you mean? Okay, what, okay. Do you, what do you mean you didn't skip the po' boy?
1: No, I, I, I'm i going to say, like, I didn't miss the po' boy. I wasn't intentional. It wasn't on my top five list because it's not a top five sandwich. So wow, it was a top five sandwich, it would made my top five list.
2: <laughs> disrespecting Louisiana.
1: I'm not disrespecting Louisiana. I'm simply saying... It's not in my top five. I love New Orleans. I love Louisiana. I'm just simply saying a po' boy isn't in my top five. It's in a... Top,
0: top 10? Top 20? 15. Ooh, so that means it's huh. number 15. Interesting. You
1: know, I don't dislike it. It's just not in my top five. That's all. So let's go over top fives right now.
2: And Wait, we already did this. We already did this last time. We did no, did no, no, this no, no, no. Time. Last time we just did the top
0: five torpedo-shaped sandwiches.
1: Yeah. Just top five sandwiches. Let's go. Just I'm in gonna write general. In. This is okay. Seri- go ahead. This is fucking serious, serious shit here. I can only come up with three right now.
0: <laughs> you can't even think of five sandwiches. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I'm Googling just like
1: sandwich types. These <laughs> are.
0: All right, <laughs> come on, man. You can come on. I, up got,
1: with I got, I got the five that I, I came up with. The top. Five. This is like in my head that I'd want to eat right now. I can only come up with four, five. I got five. Oh fuck you. Just, Literally, I was like, I want to eat that five sandwiches. I want to eat like now. That came to mind first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A scorcher at number one, and maybe only Chris Yang knows this sandwich, and the audience. Maybe only a handful of you guys may know this sandwich as well. It is uh, in South America. Does that help out, Chris Yang? scorcher? A scorcher? It no, it's like the... Oh, you're
0: saying it's a South American sandwich. I know exactly yeah. what it is. What is it? It's a mortadella sandwich Ooh, in yeah, Sao well, Paulo. Oh.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well played, sir. And I
0: share this with a young Christopher <gasps> oh, Yang. My God, I can't believe you just brought that into my brain. Oh, yeah. I hate you, <laughs> Oh, you
1: fucker. Because if you've been to São Paulo, one of the greatest eating cities in the world, a real diverse place. You have the oldest part of town is Chinatown. It's like it's a, a, sort of one of the oldest Chinatowns in in the world. Um, extremely diverse food, and that's merged with indigenous Chinese south american european it's just awesome but the european element shows up in weird places (laughs) and a lot of places in sao paulo that have late night diners that i can't remember the name of but they're just like late night brasserie, late night diners and they're fucking awesome is these giant piles of hot mortadella sandwiches with processed cheese or like provolone on top Mm. on a squishy white like potato roll type of thing Mother's not God. not always a squishy potato roll it can be more of a kaiser roll crunchy type of thing it is one of the best things it it is it doesn't make any sense why this thing should be so good but it, there are many layers of just warm through mortadella that are just stacked perfectly and um some just cheese melted on i don't even know if mm. there's any uh, like condiments
0: I don't think there's any mustard or nothing. I've
1: had it. I've had it sober. I've had it blind drunk. It's a magical sandwich. It doesn't make much sense why it's so good. But for those that know, for those that have been, it's really remarkable. In, in the central market, they actually have like one of the famous spots that actually only sells those mortadella things. My God. So that's a sandwich I think about. And I oftentimes recreate, try to recreate but it's one of those sandwiches you can't recreate at home as well, um, because you would never use that much mortadella at home.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> a it's like a Second Avenue deli sized stack of like thinly shaved mortadella. It's fucking it's got to be absurd. like
1: supremely thin.
0: It's so absurd. It's so absurd. Uh, it's the fucking. It's a magical,
1: best. magical fucking sandwich.
0: I'm so bad that you just reminded me about that sandwich. I just
2: looked this up <sighs> and my mouth started watering immediately. Fuck so good it looks i'll tell you the 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 the
1: the second sandwich that came to my mind is related to our friend the mortadella sandwich and it is a Taylor ham or, depending on what side of Jersey, pork roll. And I don't give a fuck about your fatwa with each other, guys. Taylor <laughs> ham or pork roll. Who gives a fuck? Seriously, there. I just, you, all of Jersey can come after me. I, I'm so tired of my Jersey friends saying, you can't call it that. It's got to be a pork roll. It's got to be Taylor ham. You both win. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same fucking thing, and it's delicious. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. And that griddled with American cheese, a little mayo, mm. sometimes a little ketchup. You can do it with an egg. You can do it without. But just that suit like a super thick bologna sandwich, just tied to that is a Walensky's bologna sandwich Chris has had before, which is maybe the greatest, one of the greatest restaurants in the world. Mm. Goddamn Montreal. I miss Montreal very much. Oh, oh, I want to eat some Swartz's barbecue. I want to have some of the bagels there.
0: I want some um, emulsified meat so bad, oh, man. man. Holy shit. But
1: the Walensky's bologna sandwich, whew, that's a fucking sandwich. That, that's just like, it's fucking like Picasso. You're like, oh, wow. That's really, you, either, this is simple, but you know it's like amazing. <laughs> it's like seeing like real great art. The third sandwich that came to mind is a French dip. Oh, yeah. Any French dip. Because Absolutely. Because I, I, I can't, I, you just don't make French dip at home. So any French dip. It could be from Hailstone's Houston, which is okay. It could be from Philippe's French dip. Mm. Any place that has a French dip sandwich is great. But the sandwich I miss the most is Sam Kang's hamburger dip at, uh, what was that, Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, good my Lord. God. Oh my it's the God. kind of sandwich Isaac would definitely fucking hate because it was what? so good. It's I love French dip. It's too much goodness dip. in that thing. I
2: love French dip sandwiches. You'd be like, I wish this was a little more of a turkey. It's a hamburger. Oh, God. Whatever. It's a
1: hamburger that
2: you dip in jus. Oh. It sounds oh amazing. I would love it. I'm sure I would All right, love but it. Dave, my
1: fourth my Hold on, hold on. I got a question sandwich. about that one, though. I have a question yeah. about the
2: French dip. Yeah.
0: Do you separate out like the Chicago Italian beef From the French dip tradition? that's
1: its own entity.
0: Do you call someone from France and someone from Spain the same
2: person? No, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, we do that on this show all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You mean generalizing Caucasian races? Yeah, of course. Okay, so
0: which one's better? French dip for you over Italian beef? No, they're different. I don't even consider them the same thing. I know, but you don't have a preference between the two? It's like saying
1: pizza and tacos are the same thing. They're both delicious. (laughs) Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, number four. White House subs in mm. Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I want you so bad. All of these. <laughs>
2: he went second <laughs> person.
1: I want you so I bad. I you so bad. I mean, their cheesesteak is really tremendous, uh, and it's delicious. But I, I don't even, you know, uh, I go there for the Italian sub that just with the works. Um whew. I very few places can actually pull off a very uh, meat deli meat thick sandwich. It's it's something that seems like you can easily construct, but you really need the balance. You need the acidity from the vinaigrette. You need the raw onion. You need not too much Italian seasoning. It can't be too much cheese, but just enough. It's hard because it's served cold or room temp. It's actually one of the more difficult places things. I think. Seems like a low difficulty rating, but it's actually pretty high to make well. And White House, to me, is, is the goat. And I love Italian subs very much.
0: There are actually some very famous Italian subs that are not well-constructed. I think you're right. It's, a, it's an art form.
1: White House is its own thing, man. And, and uh, I can't believe the state of New Jersey's had two sandwiches uh, in my <laughs> top five that I want to eat right now. My top five <laughs> sandwiches that I want to eat right now
0: they should change their license plates home of two sandwiches dave chang wants to eat right now (laughs) land of two sandwiches all right number five round it out let's do this egg salad from lawson's yeah sandwich yeah 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 that's it
1: that's it because i can eat four of them and not feel bad
0: (laughs) yeah agree that was the only. It's, it's
1: like 400 yen. It's four bucks or four sandwiches. It's like it's, like a, it's an amazing. It's, an it's amazing
0: uh, interestingly that's all. That's the only crossover with my list of of five that I want to eat right this second, which I'll go through really quick. I don't just want a bun me right now. I feel like a meatball bun me that's like heavily seasoned with Maggie and just that delightful pork meatball. I want a Pombaso. Are you familiar with this, Dave? The pombaso? Basically the torta that's been drenched in like guajillo salsa and then griddled. Delightful.
2: You, you
1: just you, you just Google that shit. That's not Dave, you're
2: far away on. from the mic. Dave, you're way too far <laughs> from the mic. No one can hear it's you. Not. He doesn't nobody needs to hear that. I did not just Google that. A
0: pombasa was delightful and if you have not and experienced it. No one 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh I went to Horn Barbecue last weekend, visit our boy Matt Horn and had some fucking brisket on It's fluffy, squishy white bread. I count that as a sandwich. That's not a fucking
1: sandwich, but that's fine. What
0: would you call that? What would you call that? Meat between a slice of bread? It's an accompaniment with meat. (laughs) meat? (laughs) What is this
2: technicality?
0: (laughs) No, no, you're right. It's an accompaniment with meat. That's right. (laughs) The only (laughs) other thing I want to eat is anything from the fucking meatball, chicken parm, eggplant parm genre. I just want, I need one of those right now. You're taking the entire oeuvre. I want to take all of them at once, dude. I want a chicken parm with eggplant and meatballs on it. Mm.
1: I think Isaac has somewhat rubbed off on me because I dig your bon me, but not the meatball. I think the meatballs are not, not for me.
0: They're too dense. No, but they're like, oh, maybe, maybe it depends on place to place, but they're so delightful here. I'll eat them. I
1: just, I'm just saying my preference for the meatball stops at sort of shanghai lion's head and that to me is about the extent. but when you say they're then like the a sakune, sakune from a, you know a, a yakitori shop where it's a chicken meatball mm. that's that's really about it um you could almost say like uh like um no that's about it in terms of meatball
0: i'm gonna change your mind I'm gonna, I'm i gonna feel like
1: meatballs mind. in general that are asian are so super springy in texture, designed to be that way. And I'm not, I love it Wait, in a bowl of soup. We're talking about the two different thaw. things.
0: The, the meatballs I'm talking about are like more like albondigas or like Italian meatballs in texture. They're okay. not squishy, squeaky at all. I promise. I'm going to change your mind.
1: Oh, I've had that. I, I, I've had
0: that kind a lot, but I don't think it's called a meatball. Oh, they're just called meatballs at the places I'm at. Somebody else weigh in on this. Somebody from the audience, settle this. I just googled meatball. I'm too stoned to do this. <laughs> um, you do the outro. <laughs> you want me to do the outro?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, ta- I'm tapping out. <laughs> Isaac Lee is going to bring us home.
2: Okay. Well, as the only sober one here, um, thank you for listening to another Ask Dave after dark in the dark in the dark after dark. <laughs> Please keep listening to us. Laura on Howard Sp- writes, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, please keep listening to us on Spotify. Please keep giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And please keep tuning in and sending questions to askdave at com. We will see you next time.
1: Well done. Well done. Well done.
2: This is what happens when you don't get high before a podcast.
1: Yeah, it good, good to be back, everybody. Good to see you guys. Even you, Isaac. Good
2: to see you. Even me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I miss both of you dearly. This is a lot of fun. I, I was, I
1: was just, I was just saying that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, can, All right.
0: Go.